and welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's going on? I mean, I mean, end of the World Series. I really end of no baseball. Emotions. End of baseball. 154 more days. Sad. Sad. That's going to be a long 154 more days. <laughs> so, unless uh, you've been living under a rock, and if so, welcome to the show if this is the first place you've come. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers have won the World Series first since 1988. But, I mean, they were close the last how many years? Eight, I want to say. I want to say it's like the last eight years. They've made a solid push. But, I mean, we talked about it all year. They were always the big bad boy out west. Oh, yeah. And, listen, I'm in Boston right now, and I, don't, I can't read if people are sad that Mookie went there and they won or they're, like, happy for him. Um, I also, I like literally today to the day is the day that the Red Sox won the World Series. So my Snapchat memories are just like of everybody on the common, like, um, but really quickly on Mookie before we get some quick things about the Yankees, then we'll get right back to the World Series. Did you see the clip of him saying that he thought he was going to be a Red Sox for life? I did not. Oh my God. I did want to say though, when you brought it up. There's this picture I've seen a few times, and it's just like um, it shows who people think uh, gave the Dodgers the World Series, and it's Kevin Cash. And then it says who actually did, and it's the Red Sox. It's the Red Sox. <laughs> um, but the clip came out on Tuesday. I don't know, like, I don't know who he was interviewing with. I saw it, like, just all over Twitter. So I more so just, like, absorbed it instead of cited it. I'm sorry. I'm sure you can find it literally anywhere. But it's him saying, I was convinced that I was going to be a Red Sox my entire career, but obviously some things have changed. And then goes and signs 13 years to the Dodgers. And I don't believe, like, they're, that's absolutely insane. Does David Price get a World Series win, like ring? I don't know. Joe Kelly does, Joe though. Joe Kelly does. <laughs> boy. So I'm so glad. That the Red Sox literally just got, I mean, I don't know, like David Price obviously didn't do anything this year, but I mean, look at that. There are three members of the Red Sox team that won. No, Joe Kelly wasn't a Red Sox then. I lied. No, not Um, then. But wow. Look at those three. (laughs) Since this is a Yankee podcast, we want to start off with some Yankee not even news, just Yankee rumors, uh, Yankee notices. So as of yesterday at 1220, DJ LeMahieu, James Paxton, Masahiro Tanaka, and Eric Kratz were officially free agents. My only must sign on that list, as we've talked about millions and millions of times, is LeMahieu. I don't want Paxton. I don't yeah. need Tanaka. I, I wouldn't be opposed to Tanaka, mm-hmm. but I don't think we need him. And Eric Kratz, I want him, but not as a player. I want him as a coach. <laughs> or just, like, involved in the organization, but he doesn't need to touch a baseball. You know? Yeah. Um, so now 
it's been a day of DJ LeMahieu being a free agent and we haven't given him four years and a hundred million dollars. So I'm confused because when DJ LeMahieu is ranked as the 12th greatest player in the league today from a one to 100, he should, he should be paid. So I don't, I think most people are in agreement that we do not need Paxton back. Tanaka would be an all right sign, but not a necessary sign. Eric Kratz, we don't need him to play. Like, we don't need him. Um, and LeMahieu is the only big ticket guy. As he, again, he is the 12th, rated the 12th best player just under Manny Machado. He's above Mike Trout who was rated 15th. Big notes there. Mookie Betts, uh, number one. Tatis, number two. Uh, other... That makes sense. Huh? That makes sense? Yeah, of the year makes sense. Sorry. Yeah, for this year, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. Other notable Yankees, as in the rest of the Yankees that made the list, Mr. Cole was 23rd. I think what brought him down... Um, was the 14 home runs, and he had a 2.95 ERA in three playoff starts, which apparently means that he had a down year this year. <laughs> okay. Uh, Luke Voigt was 45th. The, com- like, the little blurb about him said that he was a one-note player, but that's totally fine when said note leads to a 156 OPS and an MLB best 22 home runs. <laughs> I'd agree with that. He was just below Bryce Harper. Um, Mr. Urshela Giovanni Urshela uh, came in at 61 I also voted for him for all MLB team I'm not going to lie Scotty I voted Freddie Freeman over Luke Voigt that's understandable thank you thank you for understanding that you know I love I love Luke Voigt and he had a wonderful season but Freddie Freeman just had a better one um, and our final member of the top 100 players, number 82, Clint Frazier. Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. What a turnaround. Out of nowhere. He finally Out got of a nowhere. chance to prove himself, took advantage with a 149 OPS in 39 games, not to mention a much-needed advancement on defense. That's what I'm talking about. And if one more person says that he should get traded, I swear to God. We talked about this last week. We need to win games. And we yeah. need good players to and win. And we games. need players to back up those who are going to get hurt. Exactly. Perfectly put. The last thing that I have on the Yankees um, is a rumor that I saw by a Yankee beat reporter Dan Federico. I don't know how you're going to take this. I still don't know how I took it. There is, there's rumor that Jose Iglesias, not a musical artist, a shortstop for the Orioles, the Orioles, an Orioles shortstop is being talked about in the Yankee organization. He did make the vote for all MLB team. Like he was an option to pick. He is a 
low strikeout, high batting average shortstop, which, I mean, we've talked about this. We need more contact hitters. Yeah. We need people to get on base. And the prevailing thought is for him to replace Mr. Tyler Wade. Which I, I, I felt the same way. Because if we're bringing in a guy that is low strikeout, high batting average, that's something that we need as an offense. Why are we going to use use him to replace a bench player? Yeah, exactly. Like, I like, I I don't mind the idea of him being a part of the team, but I think him replacing Tyler Wade. That's, that's That's an interesting idea of going, hey, let's go and look at people who can replace our replacements. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because we've said this before and I'll say it again. Tyler Wade never will be, never was, never should be a starting infielder. The past two years, he's had to be that role because of injuries, but he's never, he was never designed. And he, I don't know if he ever thought that he, I mean, I'm sure he thought that he would be, but his style is speed and a good glove when you need it, not a everyday Consist- player. Yeah, not a consistent person that you can constantly rely on. And I know that people are probably going to say we need to look at more than just pitching, but our priority has to be pitching. It just has to be. It has to be your bullpen. It has Most to be our bullpen and one more starter. I think we need one... If we're not bringing back a Paxton or Tanaka... That, that's a big thing. That's what I'm saying. If you get Tanaka back, I feel like then that's going to be a power three, power four. And yeah, I, I guess. With a power four. I guess it depends especially, on... Especially depending on how... Um, Severino? Thinking. Well, no. Sevi's coming back. So it's going to be... Everybody's expecting next year, if we bring back Tanaka, it's going to be Cole, Tanaka, Severino, and then possibly... Devi Garcia! Devi. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I I do think that if pitching-wise we re-sign Tanaka, I think that we could survive going Cole, Tanaka, Devi, Severino. We do still have Montgomery, who hot and cold. We don't need Paxton. We don't need Hap. Do we still have Hap, though, contractually? Yeah, I think we still have Hap. Can we just never pitch him? (laughs) send them away um i i I think that it does i agree that's a good point scotty i think it depends a lot on if we bring back tanaka if we don't bring back tanaka then we definitely need another pitcher we're gonna yeah we're gonna need to replace him but if we bring back tanaka i we need to build the bullpen yes either way we need some form of pitching it's just starting or or, or or relief. But um those I are mean, our main priority. Those have those should be our priorities. I agree. And I could think we not, could we pick up other places? Yeah. One hundred percent. Like we talked about it. We need more contact, but, but don't be going around looking to get a Mike Trout <laughs> for no reason. Like you don't need that. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So now we are going to talk about the event of the week. The so obviously, um, my 
prediction of Rays in seven <laughs> was completely false. For it was neither the Rays or seven games. Or seven. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, I saw a tweet. I want to say it was Jared Carabas, and he was like, because of the year being 2020, we deserve seven good games of baseball. But because it is the year 2020, we are not going to get seven games of baseball, which I think summed it up perfectly. Um, One thing that I wanted to recognize throughout the entire series is the Dodgers' ability to score with two outs. Yes. I don't I don't even know how many times they did it. I think it was 15. But they were highly highly effective with two outs, which I mean I know that I'm talking about the World Series, but this is a Yankee podcast, so it's always going to go back to them. We failed to do that consist mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. They were oh, able yeah. to do it you say 15 times in a single series. In, a series. in 6 games, they scored 15 times with two outs. That's crazy. I'm going to try to find the exact, but I'm pretty sure it was 15. That is wild. But, I mean, I think we, we talked about it all year. They were the offense this year. Not, I mean, not only just the offense. They were the offense, the defense, the pitching. Like, they had everything. It was their trophy. It was their series to lose. Um. And I think that them being able to score with two outs that consistently was huge and a big part of why they were able to win. Um, Really quick before we continue getting into more numbers and stats and facts, the Rockies tweeted right after the Dodgers won and they said congratulations to the Colorado Rockies, the only team to beat the Dodgers in a series this year. I thought it was funny. Great. I mean, they're also the same team. Aren't they the same team that went out and said, yeah. We don't even want to talk about it. But we lost 27 to whatever. (laughs) Whatever So whoever is in charge of Colorado Rockies Twitter, I see you. I respect you. I want to be you. Also, another cool tidbit before we, you know, start diving into games. Um, Cody Bellinger. And his father, who I – it starts with a C, but it's not Cody. Might even just be Corey Bellinger. No. Are the eighth father-son duo to win a World Series. And I'm pretty sure Bellinger Sr. was a Yankee. That sounds correct. Right? I, sounds I know correct. I saw a clip of it, and it was definitely a Yankee World Series. And I think they were playing the Mets. And I don't think the Mets ever beat the Yankees in the World Series. Uh, so as much as – I'm sure everybody is just waiting for us to talk about game six. I think the most exciting and the best game in the entire series was game four. Easily. Game four was probably one of the best baseball games I have ever seen. It was back and forth. It was the Dodgers, then the Rays, and the Dodgers, and the Rays. And then the Dodgers were like, oh, we got it. And then... Brandon Phillips, correct? That's his first name? Yes. I just wrote Phillips. I don't know why I thought that I would remember his first name. (laughs) No, that sounds correct. He hasn't had a hit for an entire month. He wasn't 
Hmm? So he didn't play for an entire month. He didn't, <laughs> no, he was left off of their ALCS roster, didn't have a hit for a, a month, comes up, and he hits a little single to Brett, center it field. Brett. It was Brett, Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips. My bad. My bad. Um, hits a single to center field. Misplayed in center field. Guy on third scores easily because it's a single tie game. Randy Rosarena, because who else would it be, comes flying around the bases because now it is misplayed in center field. Comes literally flying around third base. Relay throw to the catcher. Rosarena is in a full-on barrel roll. He's dead out. Jack custing it. Jack custing it. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the catcher goes Dad to sweep tag. Daniel Jones. There are so many references you can catcher put Catcher goes to sweep tag at nothing because he fell down. Ball goes flying to the backstop. A Rosarina super athletically back on his feet, dives and just reaches home plate. Walk-off win for the Tampa Bay Rays in game four. The Did you see the camera angle from like the dugout of them winning it was on mlb it was the coolest thing like i i could not even imagine not even being brett phillips or anybody that was involved in the play i could not imagine being on that team at all like how do you how do you even feel all of those emotions i can't imagine what the you think you think the dugout was wild. Think of how crazy the bullpen was. Oh my! Those are those are God. people. Those are people who have just not been able to sh- do anything the entire day and just watch it all go. Down. They have so much energy for no reason. <laughs> they <can find> <laughs> any reason to do anything? <laughs> I mean, I would have been it, like if the catcher, who I want to say it was Will Smith, but I'm not positive. Like he's had a really good year. I think he's young. Uh, if they ended up losing the World Series, I would have been like, it's my fault. It's totally my fault. Yeah. I launched the ball to the backstop. I mean, he didn't muffle the ball. Maybe <laughs> Cody Bellinger was out there. And... Well, Cody Bellinger didn't play. His back was sore. I think that's so funny. It's just like, yeah, you know. I can pop my shoulder out. out and go right back out there. But, like, I slept on my back. back a little funny. Soreness in my back. I can hit, which contorts my back definitely more. hurts more <laughs> i was just like all right cody bellinger okay um but yeah game four was electric scotty and i were talking before this the only other game that i could think of in like recent history that kind of gave me that same vibe was the red sox dodgers game that went to like 18 innings but that one just felt that way because, like, as soon as you're into, like, 10, 11 innings, you're just, like, tense all yeah. the time. Especially, especially in that situation. I feel like it's the complete opposite. If it's, like, the regular season, you're, like, 12 innings, you're, like, just get this over with. <laughs> Please, can we finish? <laughs> I don't care who wins. Just end it. And then the, that situation, you're, like. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> that's a ball. That's a ball. Okay. Ah. Okay. one 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 But game four was absolutely crazy the only thing that i think was crazier was kevin cash pulling blake snell in game six 
what are you doing? So I have I a, go ahead. Your biggest thing, and I'm going to say that this was, this was on cash. They saw what they did in game one. Mm-hmm. And I have not make that mistake again. Yeah. They went okay. and they saw that they kept glass now out for too long. And they felt that that cost them the game there. They didn't want to do that again. So they're like, ah, take him out. He's, he may be going scoreless with two hits through five and a third inning, but you know what? We're going to take him out. And That's, he's completely I, pissed about it. Scotty, <laughs> I literally had that written down that the reason that they did it was because the glass now game didn't work. I have a, a few quotes. It's from Bleacher Report. Cash regret it because it didn't work. Wow. Wow. What a great way to put it. You are such a wonderful, you have such a great way with words. Kevin Kiermeyer said that was Blake's game. Disappointed Snell believed in himself. He dropped an F-bomb on the mound. Someone said that there were rumors of a clip of him in the dugout saying he can't wait to be in pinstripes. If that mofo comes to the Yankees, I don't know how to feel. I would be so divided. His talents. So happy, yet so mad. His talents, good. His personality, unfortunately, also good. His face, so punchable. And I don't know what I would do. But at this point, that was also all speculation. I don't know how true that is. I don't think he's going to be a Yankee next year. I feel like that would be a stretch. But I you know mean, talent-wise, I would take him. Yeah. Oh, Don't yeah. attach it to the body. I mean, I'll always go when people say this stuff, and I'll be like, I mean, I'll take him to the Yankees, but I don't think it's going to happen. I also think that we're at the point in the year that people are just going to say everybody yeah, is going yeah, everywhere. Yes. Yes. If you um, anybody saying that they possibly might want to leave their team, they're like, oh, Yankees are looking for me. They're like, this guy walked off the mound a little bit angry. I think he wants to leave. And it's like, he walked off the mound because he's angry because he gave up seven runs, my guy, not because of the organization. <laughs> but um, pulling Blake Snell in game six was absolutely stupid. They have kept him on such a short leash all year. I don't think he's thrown 100 pitches all season. And I get, like, I was actually just talking to my teacher about this. On one hand, they were definitely afraid because of the glass now situation. They were like, we felt that one and it didn't work. So we're never doing that again. But also as a manager, your whole job is supposed to be to understand and like feel what's going on and make your decisions by feel. And they just they said, nah, no thanks. We're following this one exactly by the book. I don't care that you just gave up a second hit, a freaking single. Goodbye. Yeah. There's so much, so many things that I don't think they realized in the situation. They went too much to the numbers. They went too much to the whole can't go around the order the third time, mm-hmm. all that stuff. They talked to Mookie Betts after the game, after, yeah, that's game six. They went and they talked to him and they go, how'd you feel about, uh, being uh, having Blake Snell taken out after you were going over against him. And he goes, I just don't want to get into that. I don't want to speculate anything like that. But like you, first of all, you gave you have two- Mookie bets going over. Yes. You, you have two hits. You have Mookie bets best easily, undoubtedly top two <laughs> in the league going over two. Mm-hmm. Like the key to their offense, him and Seager, only like 
keys of the offense that they had. And you, you don't want to change that. Nope. Two hits, though. That's what I'm saying. As a manager, it, you have to realize, you have to also be able to read your pitcher. Yeah. Because, as you said, he was pissed coming off the mound. He was so mad. You have to be able to tell that. Like, I understand in situations like that, pitchers will probably want to always say that they can keep going out. But, like, first of all... He should have. That's game six. He's not going to be seeing the mound again until... 154 days. Yeah. So you you want to work him as much as, as you can. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, you you are, were up one... They were up one nothing. Mm-hmm. You're up one nothing because Randy Rosarena hit a home run. That man. That man is absolutely insane. I did see a tweet that was like, I can't wait for this season to be over and for us to never hear his name again, but... <laughs> That's brutal. Uh. <laughs> but you are, it's game six. You are on, like, wh- you either win or your season is over. I just, I, I don't understand. But in the same breath, they have traditionally probably the best bullpen. They're, they're in the, during the season, that functionality worked so well of what they had going. But sometimes you just have to read the room. Blake Snell was dealing. He was insane. He was, that's probably the best I've seen him pitch in a, I think all year. I I mean, I didn't watch him super intensely, but. Blake Snell. Because it's Blake Snell. But (laughs) I think, I mean, he was throwing super, super well. And especially, I don't know, a guy like him. He he doesn't emote quietly. Like if he's upset, people are gonna know. But I mean, I don't have to sleep with that at night. That's something Kevin Cash has to deal with. <laughs> oh, sorry. So obviously, the Dodgers win the World Series. Corey Seager wins the MVP. He. What had a 400 batting average with two home runs. I mean, Scotty and I talked about this yesterday. Not yesterday. We didn't no. talk about this yesterday at all. We talked about this last week. Last week, we framed it more as an entire playoff World Series. Yeah, or playoff I, that's honestly MVP. I thought it was. I thought it was a whole playoffs. I thought it was a playoff MVP. I didn't realize it was a World Series MVP. I but. forgot to. I I still think that playoff MVP, I still think it would have been Mookie for the Dodgers, but... It's it's a close, too, because I'm looking... Oh, yeah, I definitely think it's close. I just... I I think the biggest reason that Seeker is getting getting all this stuff... I mean, he deserved it for the World Series. 100%. He he played so well. I mean, as you said, batting 400 is something that you... you Nearly unheard of, unless your name is DJ LeMayhew. 400 through six games in a, in a playoffs. Is, is, I think he had eight hits. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked, I was just looking at the stats through it and he leads four of the five top categories. Yeah. Of batting average home runs, RBIs and hits. He had an amazing. Yeah, actually during the playoffs, he had a, he batted 328. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, batted above his average in the yeah. world series. I Which mean, is what's important. Hits. Just shy of uh, a Rosarina's record. Eight home runs, just shy of a Rosarina's record. 
<laughs> like not saying you're leaving in that guy's shadow, but but like, like I feel like statistically through the playoffs, Seeker did do better than Mookie. But also, as I said last week, Mookie saved them defensively and mm-hmm. offensively so many I agree. that were kind of overshadowed. I think the reason that I would give Mookie it for the entire playoffs is because when they needed him to do something big, he did it. You know, he he got he won the Brave series for them by robbing Freddie Freeman twice. You know, mm-hmm. they w- I don't think they would have won that series if he did not catch those two. Yeah. And I offensively, I agree. Seager, I think, had a better offensive series. But I think big play-wise, defensively, Mookie really, really stood out. Yeah, Listen, I think, I think Corey Seager – With these MVPs is it's always the numbers. It's yeah, I mean, like, I think ah, Corey his Seager – this. He did this. He did this. I was like, but did you actually, like, see him? Watch him. <laughs> did you see him? Like, I think Corey Seager is probably one of the top shortstops in the league. But I, I mean, it, it's also hard to then compare defensively because Seager is definitely going to see more balls than Mookie probably. I mean, Corey Seager, I, I said it before, I think we both agree, definitely deserve this. I honestly, I think picking an MVP for the Dodgers is hard when you have seven superstars on your team. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, okay, which is the best of the best of the best? I I honestly think I like Seager getting it more than Mookie or more than Bellinger because I feel like those two are easy and obvious answers. I think giving it to Seager is fun and a little, little funky. Clayton Kershaw also won not one, but two playoff games. Proud of him. Look at him go. But um, big, big win for the Dodgers. So amongst all of the celebration for the Dodgers, a story came out that Justin Turner, in fact, tested positive for COVID-19 during, I believe, like the sixth inning. Yes. So there's a lot to unpack here. Let's start with the fact that how did he get the virus when they were supposed to be in a bubble? Yes. Next, Let's go with why did he get his results in the middle of the game as opposed to before the game? Next, let's go over. Did he he allow Fox to go and produce that it was him? Yeah. His name next to it. Then he was on the field to celebrate. The first two things we don't need to talk about as much. I I don't want to try to speculate how he got it within the bubble. And I don't even want to try to figure out why test results were coming back in the middle of the game. Fox and Jeff Passan, who posted the ESPN blast, connected his name to it immediately, which violates HIPAA law, which is patient-doctor confidentiality. So I don't know how that worked. Then he was said, so I have the statement from MLB right here. If you want me to read that really quick. Immediately upon receiving notice from the laboratory of a positive test, protocols were triggered leading to the removal of Justin Turner from last night's game. Turner was placed into isolation for the safety of those around him. However, following the Dodgers victory, it is clear that Turner chose to disregard the agreed upon joint protocols 
and the instructions he was given regarding the safety and protection of others. While a desire to celebrate is understandable, Turner's decision to leave isolation and enter the field was wrong and put everyone he came in contact with at risk. When MLB security raised the matter of being on the field with Turner, he empathetically refused to comply. The commissioner's office is beginning a full investigation into the matter and will consult with the Players Association within the parameters of the Joint 2020 Operations Manual. Last night, nasal swabs were conducted to the Dodgers traveling party. Both the Rays and the Dodgers were tested again today, and their travel back to their home cities will be determined after being approved by the appropriate authorities. So, he disregarded the rule of staying in isolation. But my bigger issue is, I think, one, his name automatically being attached, and two, Major League Baseball almost like planning on punishing him for I I don't um, planning on punishing him more than they punished the Astros when it was their system their idea they got it's what it was they got an inconclusive test mm -hmm. and they still allowed him to play yep retested it and then they found out that it was like I mean what is he supposed to it's not like he's like not like in in one breath in yeah. one breath, I understand why he's out there celebrating. Obviously. I think that they should not be able to play until they get all negative tests back. Mm -hmm. But also... Yeah, that's, um, that's the big thing. Is like, it's like inconclusive. But then MLB was like, hey, you know, we don't know if you have it or not, but you can play. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just... It's a situation where they're trying to be so safe, they very much should have said it has to be no until you can play. Yeah, it's just concerning he removed his mask to pose for pictures with his wife who he kissed he planted himself on the ground as the team gathered for a photo to commemorate the dodgers first championship in 32 years to his right sat dave roberts the dodgers manager who 10 years ago was diagnosed with hodgkin's lymphoma like he he was carrying the virus and he brought it onto the field where he proceeded to take his mask off sit next to someone who was immunocompromised it, he should not have been at the stadium at all because he should not have been allowed there because of his inconclusive test. Retest should not, the retest results should not have come back in the sixth inning. They should have come back two hours before game time. Mm -hmm. But that is, that is I mean, a mess. I know. It was, yes, it really was a whole mess because you can see problems on both sides, but yeah. also at the same time, you have to realize that he just played six innings of baseball uh -huh. with them, all of them. So I feel like in the same breath as it's like, okay, he was confirmed. He still had it and just was with those people for six innings. I mean, Trevor Bauer went, he has, let's see, let's see how many tweets he put. One, he has two, at least three, five, four, I five. think. He put five straight tweets all about it. Yeah. And he involved, um, he said third from a player's perspective, um, being asked not to celebrate a quote piece of metal. <laughs> I have something about that too. Uh, with your teammates who you've already sat next to that day in the locker room, showered with, high-fived in the dugout, etc., is ridiculous. Um, by MLB logic, players are allowed to sit next to each other in the dugout but not spray champagne together after winning unless they're making the claim that champagne helps um, spread the virus is absurd. Policies strictly implemented to appease public pressure. So like, you have to also realize that it's not like he, he said, hey, you have the virus, and he was like, time to celebrate. Well, they told him that he has to isolate, like, 
the rule was to isolate, and then he deliberately went against that. Yeah. And and he put his wife in danger. And especially when your manager is immunocompromised, I understand that, listen, I will never understand the joy of winning a World Series trophy. I understand that. But I am very aware of the dangers that this virus poses, not only to me, but especially to those that are immunocompromised. And I would, if I ever found out that I had it, I would do everything in my power to not endanger other people. I don't know if, is that selfish of me or is it selfish of him to go and celebrate? I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a very hot topic. And it was very much on both sides. There was very much issues on, on both sides. Yeah. I like Trevor Bauer's tweets. I agree with him definitely talking about the HIPAA violation of Justin Turner's name automatically being attached. Because today, even just today, um, the New York Giants released a press release that said an unnamed player uh, tested positive. And then like 45 minutes later, they named the player. I don't even know who the hell it was. But it's the Giants, all right? Nobody at first, the, <laughs> the, the appropriate way that you have to phrase it is that a player has been and I mean, eventually someone would connect the dots. They'd notice that Justin Turner was pulled and you'd figure it out. But you cannot say that it is him legally unless he clears you to say that. Yeah, they really, they didn't go. And like you said, I mean, I, I bet the person on the Giants probably was a bit more clear about their name going out there. Mm-hmm. They didn't go and say, hey, it was just brought to our attention. Somebody on the Dodgers tested positive and then had people do it on their own, find that out on their own. The first they headline was just <laughs> Yeah. Which which that that's the problem. Yeah, that's that one of the just bigger did a problems. Home run earlier in the game and almost did he hit a home run earlier in the game? I don't know if he did. He, all I remember all I remember him doing is he hit one that yeah was very close. <laughs> so the the Justin Turner situation is a little tense. I only have one more thing very, very, very quickly about the World Series. Simply, Max Muncy posted on Instagram holding the World Series trophy, and the caption was, what a nice piece of metal. That's just savage. Rob Manfred getting booed when he walks out on the field. Yes. Perfection. But um, There might might have been 25% of the people who are normally in that stadium. But but they were like, booed. (laughs) It was was very nice. Um, So I don't want this episode to be super long, but I also want to get into your free agency okay. stuff. Okay, I want to go over one thing before we do this, and it is somewhat free agent um, related. Uh, Trevor Bauer, just I want I have a string of every single tweet that he's put that has teased a team. Oh, geez. At Dodgers are short on starting pitching now. You don't say. <laughs> hey, Angels fans, I see y'all in my mentions a lot. Of- ahead of my flight to LA later today. Sell me your team in one tweet. Why should a player want to be an angel? See y'all soon. This year's Padres team is scary. Imagine what that offense, defense, and attitude could look like next year with a stable of elite starting pitchers. <laughs> hey, is DC a fun city? If, me- uh, if meetings don't last all day, what should I check out? Any suggestions at Nationals? <laughs> um... Do at Blue Jays fans love me though, or do they still hate me? So he's gone and touched at every single possible team. He also tweeted a picture of a plane ticket to the, the to Logan. 
he tweeted about how him and Garrett Cole don't have beef. <laughs> so he's literally – I think the only teams he hasn't said anything to are, like, any teams in Texas. It's the Reds. Yeah, yeah. All right. There's still 150 days. Until- <laughs> that is true. That is true. I think, I think he's pretty confident of not going back to the Reds. Now. Oh, yeah. That is the only decision he's made is that he's not in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, but anyways, big free agency watches. I'm only going to do, like, the – Real, real big names. Mm-hmm. And so it's free agency. And then currently, what team they Their have Their favorite the to be, too? Yes. JT Real Muto of the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Had a great year. Projected to go to the Mets. Really? He said that he wants to stay in Philly. I mean, I had imagined that. I really, I really, but then again, that's the Mets. And I feel like nobody would be like, I want to be. <laughs> Did you also see the thing that said Mayor Bill de Blasio is trying to cancel the Mets trade? Like the Mets purchase, he doesn't want uh, that guy to buy the Mets. There's isn't there like three different people trying to buy the Mets. Or I it... think that the guy that is purchasing it now is like the only guy that actually has enough money. Like A Rod and J Lo don't actually have enough and money. The big thing, like whoever's trying to, I'm, I don't know like anything about them either. But all I hear about is like he's gonna buy it and then just flip the team. Everything's yeah, apparent, gonna apparently he's gonna be like God and just like yeah. rebuild them. Uh, anyways, continue. Michael Brantley. Staying in Houston. Okay. It's possible sense. George Springer. White Sox. Yeah, he definitely does not want to stay. I I saw something yesterday that said he like definitely does not want to stay in Houston. Springer, yeah, Springer makes sense, but I could tell you from- I hate him as a person, again, but talent wise, <laughs> he's too good. There's this one person I follow, and it was like, God, I hate George Springer, but God, he can play. <laughs> yep, that, that's the feeling. Uh, Justin Turner, staying in L.A. Yeah. Makes sense. He yeah. did well there. He's played well. I mean, they, it fits into to their whole thing very mm-hmm. well. LeMayhew, staying with the Yankees. Freak, he freaking better. If I'm not on here next week, the only, saying the that only- he signed? This is not. This is not a. It's not a, a deal of is he going to stay with the Yankees? It's are the Yankees going to actually want to pay him? That's that's the question. Be like, oh, two big contracts, two years in a row. It's like we're not the second richest team in the league. Yeah, Didi projected to stay with the Phillies. I'm sorry. Hi, baby. You know what? He he was on a podcast. Somebody asked him if he was go- – he was like, do you think you'd go back to the Yankees? He goes, I'd love the Yankees, but they don't love me. <laughs> he was like – like, in short, he was like, Glaber is their shortstop. I'm not yeah. going back there. I don't think they want me back there. And I was like, but I do. <laughs> but that's just for emotional reasons. Um, Marcelo Zuna staying with the Braves. I feel like that makes a lot of sense, especially yeah. how his postseason went. Nelson Cruz – Projected to stay with the Twins. I feel, I feel like Nelson Cruz is just old. I feel like he's going to be... Yeah, but he is vibing he's in weird. Minnesota. Yeah, he is. But I feel like whatever... Yeah, he's doing well there. I feel like whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a shorter contract. Just yeah, probably only on. one or two years simply because of his age. But his age hasn't faltered his talent. Oh, not at all. <laughs> so they definitely still want him, but they don't want to keep him forever. Yeah. So they're not going to... I think... Two years at max, it might just be – it might be similar to what uh, the Yankees are doing with Brett Gardner is, like, one year with an option. But yeah. we'll see. Marcus Simon. Simon? Simon? I know who you're talking about. I have no idea how to say his last name. Uh, yeah. 
projected to go to the Reds. Wow. That's unfortunate because, like, the Rays what? were – not the, Ra- the Rays. The A's. <laughs> the A's. I was like, whoa. The A's were a solid – hmm, interesting. Other, okay. That would be a pretty good hit for them, too, because he was a That would be. Um, Jock Peterson. I, I feel like I haven't heard that name in years, and I don't know why. He plays, he's just won a World Series. Yeah, I know, but like I don't hear his. He hasn't name. done it. He hasn't done a huge because I think he because I think he's backing up Mookie Betts. Oh, that's why. That's why. Thank you. Indians makes sense now. Yeah, I mean your your he's, position's compromised by the best yeah, player in baseball. He was, he was he was a very good player. Yeah, that's why. See, that's that's thank you because I was like I I used to hear his name all the time, and then all of a sudden this year I was just like. Mookie Betts. He does not look like a right fielder. He looks very unathletic. Brutal. But he's a he's a good right fielder. <laughs> if you just yeah. look at him, he I doesn't. I mean, Cleveland's look like always put together a good little team. Change your name, I'll say it every time. But <laughs> Jackie Bradley Jr. I hate that guy. Diamondbacks. Good. Go die in Arizona. He's so dramatic. <laughs> in Boston. Anyway, he's so <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> Um, Yasiel Puig getting tossed around even more. Oh my god! The Rockies. the Rockies. The Rockies. That would be a good little team. This he gets tossed around so much. I, I I think a big problem is his personality. Not that he has a bad one. It's just a but big he's also one. fallen off a bit. Well, he had Corona. I'm pretty sure. And then I think he just opted out of the entire year. But, I mean, last season, other than, like, Garrett Cole, he was a hot free agent. That was list one. That was list one. That was list one of position players. Time to go to the pitchers. Oh, okay. Because now that I was like, now that I'm looking at it, you did not list Trevor Bauer. There is not a, a, yep. This is purely of Trevor Bauer. Who the hell knows? They say Cubs, but... Nobody I knows. Didn't even hear him mention the Cubs. I think every single team except the Astros and the Reds are on that list. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I think so too. I think you, I mean, but I as much as I would love, there's a chance that he has a team in mind and he just wants to. Bro, could you imagine if he's had like a contract set up and he's like, nah, I just want to like trail them along a little longer? Ooh. I mean, I think the only. The only teams that we can really take off the table is he's never going to go play in Houston. He does not care for them. He's not going to play for the Rays. He doesn't like Cincinnati. I think if Alex Cora does actually go back to managing the Red Sox, which I don't think he should be allowed to do, I don't think he would go there. Um, And I just unfortunately don't think the Yankees would give him a one-year contract. Yeah. Which is heartbreaking. um, I said the tweets that he tweeted out. Mm -hmm. He also posted something on Instagram yesterday. It's him as a kid in uh, a Rays jersey, a Yankee jersey, an Astros shirt, a Tigers shirt, an Indian shirt, an A's shirt, a Cardinals shirt. He's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> he has pictures in every single team. <laughs> He's. And then somebody commented and said, I think you forgot to post the one with you in the in a Dodgers uni. And he put, I only looked through a few photos. I've got a Dodgers one somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. And he is just fooling with everybody. 
I I can't like in in one breath I can't wait to be able to report that he has finally signed, but in another breath it is so much fun. <laughs> um, Marcus Stroman projected to stay with the Mets. I feel like mm. that makes sense. He's going to stay there. Yeah, like a two year contract. I thought it like a one or two year. I don't think it's been that long, and he did. You know, it's the Mets though. So I mean, he's probably he might be hoping for the change. Maybe um, he's bought into the whole new owner. Yeah. New vibes. Um, Paxton. Angels. I don't care where. Yeah, give them more shitty pitching. Angels. I guess. I mean, I don't no, know. No, I don't I mean, know. If I was the Angels, no. But as a Yankee fan, I don't care. Take I don't, it. I don't I think give they're a the shit. Angels. They don't realize. I mean, yeah, they they don't. Realize. Maybe he'll be like Sonny Gray and just can't pitch in New York. Yeah. Tanaka, sticking with the Yankees. Okay. And we talked about that. Okay. And we talked about that. We're like, it makes sense. Yeah. Because I don't think – I think a big thing is I don't think he would play into analytical baseball that well. So if a team super values that, I don't yeah. know <laughs> how like, much I, you would I, I just, I just He just goes ball. against all of that. They're like, <laughs> you have a torn UCL. He's like, no Tommy John surgery for me. I'm just going to keep pitching. I throw the ball, the thing goes – and I win. All right, that's all. I- <laughs> it is what it is. Um, there's really not many other big names. Sean Doolittle, uh-huh. the Nationals, um, projected to go to the Cardinals. I mean, it was the Nationals. They had a rough year. I mean, he's gonna probably just go somewhere. I feel like he's not gonna. He's not somebody who you like. Yeah, he, he likes where he's at. Free agency is always a fun. T- like this part of the season is fun and stressful at the same time. This year, I think it's particularly stressful for me. I just want us to freaking resign DJ LeMahieu. Once that happens, everything will be Then I'll be like, ooh, this is so fun. Because you'll until... just be watching Trevor Bauer. <laughs> yeah, but until that event happens, um, I'm just going to be stressed out. But, I mean, I have nothing more to say about baseball. Uh, it was – a weird season, obviously a letdown season for Yankee fans, but honestly, the best team in baseball won the World Series. I mean, we talked, my first episode of this show was about how the Mookie Betts trade made the Dodgers the best team in the league. So we've, we've been new. Um, I think it's exciting to see a team that has been such a powerful force and so good for so long finally grab that piece of metal but it it's sad to see the season go as scotty said 154 days from today 153 from when this goes up just to keep you guys in the loop during the off season scotty and i are going to be doing some research some team deconstruction So what we're going to do is we're going to start episodes off, obviously, with any Yankee news. Hopefully next week that includes a DJ LeMahieu contract. But, um, and then we are going to start with the American League East, work our way north to south. So next week will be our deconstruction of the Toronto slash Buffalo Blue Jays. I'm pretty excited for this. I think it's going to give us a, huh? Stay in Buffalo. I think it's going to give us, me and Scotty at least, a nice opportunity to really look into some teams, get a stronger understanding of them, and 
the plan is obviously to deconstruct them. And then I think we should kind of talk about like toe to toe, how they compare to the Yankees. Obviously that'll be a little bit easier in the American league and more specifically the American league East, because we can reference games from this past season, but I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited because as we've been talking about the whole league, our whole time on the show, it, it's nice to sharpen up our work. You know, at the end of the day, Scotty and I are baseball fans, not just Yankee fans. So it's, it's nice to give the whole league a look. Do you have uh, anything else to say, Scotty? I have one more thing, and I wanted to say this earlier. I don't know if you have gotten any updates about the prospect that the Yankees picked up last year, Jason Dominguez. Jason, Jason Dominguez. He's Seven. huge. Ginormous, seventeen years old. Ginormous. Looks like the Hulk. He is. He's a center fielder. Or yeah, right, he's massive. He's an outfielder. He's massive. He. It's unreasonable. It's. It's insane. I don't know what the Yankees thing is with having gigantic outfielders. The thing, the thing was that first of all, last year he was big when he was sixteen, mm-hmm. and then there was another thing that came out, and they're like, he's even bigger. I'm like, yeah. How? Yeah. I don't how? Know. I don't know. The one, the news article that I found, I think they said he was 5'10", 190. Like, yeah, he's, he's disgusting. The, the man would fend for himself in the, in, in the, in the NFL. He, freaking, he, that, that, it's just unreasonable. I mean, I don't and, think we're going to see him for quite a while. Think, oh, no, but, I mean, he's 17, but like, he's 17. He, he's, <laughs> it is nice to know that he's down there and eventually on his way. Um. But if you want to stay connected between episodes, you can follow me on Twitter. It is at Lex Semanchek, L-E-X-S-E-M-A-N-C-H-I-K. Also, make sure that you like and subscribe and follow and share this podcast. It helps us out a lot. Um, And we just want to hear, share our opinions with other people, hear other people's opinions about baseball all that good stuff. So thank you for a wonderful, messy and odd 2020 season, but uh, we'll be, we'll be seeing you next week. This has been the pinstripe podcast. Bye.